Hi, I am just editing this to say, um, I have this labeled as part one and part two, but I'm pretty sure you can listen to them out of order. I mean, besides a couple references, uh, that I make in part two that pertain to part one, like you can guys, you guys can listen to this in any order. I'm only referring to it as part one, part two, because I recorded them at the same time, back to back, and everything occurred at the same period in time. So yeah, if you want to deal more with like, I would appreciate you listening to both, but if you want to deal more with like, what happened, the real like psychology behind like pretty privilege and shit, and roommate mess and red flags and all of that, and whatever else I talk about in this episode, because I totally wipe the slate after wipe the slate clean after I record every episode, so I have no recollection. All for it. If you want to get a lot more into ghosting and why I'm not really a fucking fan of us whining over ghosting and cheating and safety with cheating, not like saying you guys should cheat, more like why it is so unsafe when you have a partner that cheats and you keep them, and messy, jealous relationship drama, that's all in part two. Still a sm- slight chance I might um, consolidate both parts into one episode, but for now, enjoy listen to either part that you feel most called to um and i will talk to you guys soon um enjoy mm, let's talk <laughs> can we um it's gonna be a very you know everything ties into everything although i do not ascribe to the um new age bullshit of needing to uh force and prove a lesson out of everything but this one will just flow naturally but um be prepared for a long episode i'm not sure if i'm going to keep this as just one episode or split it into two entirely two separate parts but it'll be a continuation um as well as you know get comfortable chill out grab some wine (laughs) um this is going to be probably i don't ever have drama so you're in for a treat um to get my articulation and storytelling paired with some wild bullshit and we have a couple different instances that have all come up recently or have all come to a head recently i should say so um which is why because i've tried to record this a couple times so being still being mindful of time that's why this might need to be split into two episodes but don't worry we have drama to cover everything we have like family drama we have like fake faux friend drama we have faux friend plus relationship drama because that's always a messy intersection when you're in in some sort of something romantically with someone and besides the fact that that's going to fall to shit very naturally due to the person that you were with or dating or fucking having other people in your life their life our both of your lives combined intervening and trying to pull strings always a fun time let's we're going to talk about it all let's talk about cheating right and how a lot of you take back cheaters i mean let's talk about jealousy and how fucking dangerous it is to have people in your life in your circle of friends so-called friends i should say even family whoever people in your life that do not like you that are jealous of you it is extremely dangerous we'll talk about that right 
Oof. Let's, I mean, let's talk about boundaries and boundary setting. Let's talk about ghosting. Because, I mean, a lot of you, and this is not going to be a nice podcast. It's, it's going to be entertaining, but I never sugarcoat things to begin with, especially not today. But let's talk about ghosting and how, quite frankly, a lot of you or a lot of, not like you guys, you guys are pretty chill, I, I should say, but how a lot of um, people nowadays really really love to whine about being ghosted i mean let's fucking talk about it because you can tell by the way i just said that sentence that i'm not really with the bullshit and and i'm not going to be for if you guys just knew how to communicate better ghosting wouldn't be a thing i don't really give a fuck i think you guys are way too attached to any and everything and therefore that's why you're shaking to shit and literally in tears when someone you've been talking to on like tinder for two days doesn't respond to you right we'll get into that let's get into when you know when to call it how you know when to call it quits and how you know when um when it's time to end a situation This is going to be like a pest control, red flag galore series. And um, we are going to cover it all. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, so yeah, if there is a part two to this episode, I don't know if there will be. I know I'm going to have to take breaks while I'm recording it, but I don't know if I'll put it all into one episode or if it'll extend enough to get into two episodes. But if that is the case, next episode is just going to start. If not you somehow miraculously managed to see me fit a good amount of times worth of bullshit into one episode which um praise be to me if i managed to make that happen so let's start by talking about what happens when you're pretty right <laughs> i'm not even being petty i'm not even being petty hear me out hear me out I was watching the show, um, a little bit of the show, Too Hot to Handle. And if you hear any, like, jingling in the background, it's just because I want to take another supplement, another digestive enzyme. So I'm just grabbing it. Um, it's the now, or now foods, it just says now in the bottle, though, super enzymes. Um, it says supports healthy digestion. Um, you can get like the 90 or 180 tablets. This is not uh, sponsored or anything. Fucking wish. My nutritionist put me on them. I only take them now mainly when I need it. So my gut health has been a little off due to my own personal actions and stress. Um, as a result, I am going to be back on them. It's just like one after every meal or one after I would say lunch and dinner since breakfast is just fruit. No need. Um, just for the next couple couple of weeks before i like wean back off of them super great digestive support if you're wondering if you need if you need them you probably fucking do again they're not like a lifelong thing not like it would be an issue but a lot of times when we start healthy regimens um we can be doing all the right things but our bodies are used to being so fucked for so long and this is why when people are like there's no such thing as detoxing your body will do it all to an extent your body will do it all but there is such a thing as it needing an extra push and needing extra help because it's like the coding's kind of fucked up and it doesn't know which program to run like it doesn't know what to do and so what i learned from my nutritionist was that like 
I was doing a lot of the right things. And there were a lot of things I needed to change for sure, like tons and tons and tons of things. And I was doing some of the right things with her, but I needed the boost of digestive enzymes to really help me get my gut health back on track because my body just was not digesting food, food enough or food properly. Fucking love them. Especially if you also, I'm trying to word this correctly because I don't want any of you to like abuse it. They don't undo what you ate, but say you are in that healing stage and you, one, I fucking, I, I always pack a couple when I'm drinking because that, that's like my major like life hack, which is why people can see me like take like <laughs> five tequila shots to the face. Do not recommend, do not come for me if this fuck, if this fails for you, I'm not responsible, but you can see me take a bunch of shots and then they're like, how are you not really drunk outside of the fact that I have a ridiculously strong alcohol tolerance for someone that's like barely above like a hundred pounds or something. It's, it's really insane. I've never been a strong drinker. Drinker. It's just um, genetic or whatever. Digestive enzymes help. I start taking those motherfuckers in a lot. Like, I'll take, like, four or five. Like, literally, like, right after I drink. Like, as soon as I, like, down a drink. And no one will see me do it. By the end of the night, they're trashed. I'm pretty much fine. If you wait too fucking long, though. Like, you're all, if you're already drunk and you try taking them. It might help. Like, if you're drunk, 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 like, you're shit-faced, which I don't ever recommend people be shit-faced, it's, like, past its point. It's more so doing, the the enzymes are doing, like, damage control, right, just to try to help you not want to throw up. But if you take it, if you take it after you drink, like, immediately after, five or so minutes after, lifesaver. But anyway, okay. So I was watching this show, um, Too Hot to Handle, right? The newest season. I only got through a couple episodes. Um, I don't really think I can finish it. I mean, I might. It not, not, not even going to lie. It was hard for me to get through the first couple episodes. Just because, and this is all going to tie in. Just because I just can't see. I'm not a fan of the way we do hookup culture. I, I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't ascribe to it. I think a lot of y'all are really fucking unsafe. None of you guys like to, like, no one, not like you guys, but, like, we don't ever talk about getting tested or take it seriously, which is why you have a lot of, like, like, like 22-year-olds, and then their dumbass older siblings, if they're the same, and, like, 28-year-olds walking around with full-fledged, like, gonorrhea or chlamydia, and god forbid god forbid god forbid hiv aids and they have no fucking idea because no one ever wants everyone wants to fuck everyone and just fuck their feelings away and then just just kind of ruin their emotional state but no one ever wants to at least get tested like like do do all the reckless shit fine but at least go get tested and be a decent human being not just for everyone else but for yourself because if you're a girl male or female stds will fucking fuck you up if and they can just kill you. For women especially, good God. Like, I could not imagine as a female, or having a female body, not giving a fuck about STDs. Like, because I don't, I, I think a lot of you just think, like, it's a sickness, like a general sickness. Part of the reason why STDs are STDs is because they're tra- transmitted sexually. So when STDs are transmitted sexually, where do you think they're going to fuck up first? Your reproductive system, right? 
like, bro, isn't it like fucking chlamydia that just eats away at your fallopian tubes, right? Or like, or if, or which which one is the one where, or is it multiple of them, wherever you have it and you're pregnant and you don't know because you never bothered to get tested, you, you your your kid can end up blind because it's just like eating away at their eyes or whatever, like. I sincerely hope if you've never gotten tested or you're out here like just fucking people raw, like cause God help me. I hope that at least scared you a little bit. But nonetheless. So on the show, it's just a bunch of people who you can tell outside of the scope of the show, like in their personal lives, they're just fucking all day, every day. And given the level of lack of care and the pride in which they say that and the amount of recklessness, they're not. They're probably they don't seem like they're using protection. They're definitely not getting tested. Um, so I'm watching the show and the premise of the show is basically it's 10 people, like 5 guys, 5 girls that are on an island um, island, just some, some sort of fucking like tropical destination, right um, they think it's just gonna be one big fuck fest, the whole pre- they are told when they were casted for the show, like yo, you're just gonna go in have a great time they were casted because they were seen as like some of america's like or not america's um because there's people from other countries like the uk and canada they're seen as some of like some really great like sexy partiers and they're gonna like the show is just all about like who can be most attractive and party the hardest basically get on the show within the first couple hours it's revealed to them that they're on a show called too hot to handle and the real premise of the show is that there's like a hundred thousand dollars i believe like a pool and they have to make it to the end of the show to win the money and they all split it if they do anything or sexual or like even in this kissing they can they can cuddle if they kissing fucking dry humping uh, any anything sexual any anything you they the money is deducted from the pool and not like a, not like just a little bit they're talking like i think in the first episode first or second episode they had already lost $20,000 as a group and this one motherfucker was so I knew there was a level of, and I'm not trying to get too sidetracked here, but I knew there was like a level of like mental instability when the pool of money that they were all going to split, he talked, he referred to it as money to spend, right? I I would have never even thought of the money like that, but he was like, well, I really want to go kiss or or fuck this bitch, so I'm just going to spend a little bit of our money. One, who's who? Who who are you to, to to take the group money and spend it? Like, what the hell? Two, spent so hell bent on not being able to go a couple hours without doing anything sexual that he was like, "I'm going to take our group money and spend it," and I hope I can convey how fucked his use of the word "spend" was because the money was like prize money, basically, and he was like. And no one else had ever used the term. They were just kind of like, oh, like, I couldn't handle, I couldn't, couldn't um, handle not doing it. So I just, I, I fucked up, took an L or whatever. His use of the word spend, he had it in his mind from the jump. Like, I, this is all of our money. I'm going to use it as I please because the money's already mine to spend because I can't hold it in, whatever. Um, so with that, 
five guys, five girls. Um, they're all supposed to be, like, conventionally attractive. They have, like, two token black people on the show. One, um, black guy. One black girl. Um, and it's it's just, like, it's whatever. I just genuinely, I don't understand. One, if you tell me that there's money involved, all the sexual connection goes out the window. If you tell me, oh, you can't sleep, just fuck, and whatever... One, you tell me that period, I'm, I'm fine, because I have, like, self-control. But two, especially if you say that there's money involved, oh, like, bet. I'm not... Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You really don't have to tell me twice. All of a sudden, like, we're in game mode. Don't, don't fucking touch me. Don't even look at me. So that was one thing that was really bothering, bothersome that I don't really see commentary on. Is this sheer fact that a lot of these people just like cannot go five minutes without fucking someone whatever so there's this one girl on the show and i don't even think she really does much she as far as i believe she doesn't use or spend any of the money i don't i don't even think she broke any of the rules she walks in like when they're introducing everyone they introduce them one by one and they like slowly roll them out so everyone can kind of gawk at how pretty and attractive everyone is they rolled this one girl out and her name is kayla first thing i notice like there were two or three other women actually maybe maybe a couple more guys and girls that were already there before her and and she walks out you know standing tall proudly confident just walks out first thing i notice is that the girl is absolutely stunning absolutely fucking stunning now i would say all mm, most <laughs> I, say the, I would say the women on the show were like a- attractive to differing degrees but kayla looks like the 20 the like the 2014 victoria's secret secret models that we would that we all wanted to kind of fucking look like and every bitch was like ready to starve herself to look like that's what she, that's what she looks like with like a 2020 flair to her you know very 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 almost like not like girl next door pretty but like or ingenue pretty but like ethereal type pretty very light makeup of course she was wearing makeup but it was very light just it just sat very naturally on her face very 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 the type very 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 slender not saying that's better for better or worse but it's the type of slender that you would see in the um vs models of that time who yeah they worked themselves out to the bone but it was a level of slender only certain people can achieve because that's like their natural body type you know what i'm saying like hair was like effortless effortlessly curled came out wearing this gorgeous like sort of like kimono shawl thing and she the way she walked out it was so calm so kind so um just natural but almost as if she if she was walking a very like you if you if you put the bitch on a runway with the way she walked out that's what it would have looked like but just very 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 pretty not just attractive ridiculously pretty and i thought it was so interesting and i thought because she was the first thing i noticed first person i noticed but that was the first thing i noticed about her like wow i noticed very quickly that she got very little attention in the episodes 
you know, no one wanted to, um, no one wanted to look at her, no one wanted to talk to her, they were focusing much, much more on much, the attractive but averagely attractive people, right? But okay, I know how women are, so I, I just held that to the side. What was interesting, though, was that she was the least desired. Prettiest one there. Pretty, least problematic. She was just chilling. No one fucking wanted her. The men barely looked at her. A lot of the men even seemed uncomfortable. Like, there were certain um, tasks and games that they had that they had to do. And it was kind of like, see if you can keep it in your pants and don't get tempted. Which also the show, it kind I, I don't know, like something about that, the premise of that show kind of gives off like slightly like fucked like rapey vibes a little bit. Because it's like, the very like, oh, I just couldn't control myself. I just couldn't control myself. I just had like, you know, which I don't fucking like, especially hearing from men and seeing how the men on the show were acting. Like, oh, I just couldn't control myself. I just, I just, I just had, like, I don't, I really don't like that. But nonetheless, they have that self-control for Kayla, though. It wasn't even self-control. They genuinely were not, were not into it. It was like they had an aversion. Now, why do I bring all of this up 20 minutes into the fucking introduction of this podcast? <laughs> Kayla was, and you can debate me on this all you want. I don't really care. Kayla was the most attractive person on that show. She was also sweet. She was very kind. She was reserved. If she knew one person on the show was somewhat attracted to or like having developing feelings for another person on the show, because everyone on the show was, was supposed to be free game, she would hold back out of genuine like respect for these other people, even though it was a reality TV show for money. Extremely respectful. The woman on the show ostracized and isolated her. And... One one girl on the show, and I knew, I knew this bitch was like kind of weird and shady. As soon as I saw her on the screen, I forget her name. If it was Carly, was it? One of the blonde girls. Um, one of them pushed her off the pushed her off into the pool. That's like classic like mean girl shit. Like whenever you see someone, they push someone into a pool without their consent. It's like most definitely like jealousy. And Kayla came out and said, "Hey, like you know, I know it's a small gesture." She said it like in social media, but. I did not consent to being pushed in that pool with, like, all my shit on or, like, whatever. That was an act of jealousy because she, she just wanted, to, to, in, her, in her mind, to see me, like, suffer. So none of the girls really fucked with her. As, as that's typically what happens when girls notice, a, people notice the strongest link, and this is just in general in life. People are insecure. People notice the str- notice what a strongest link is so they make that strongest person out to be the weakest person when the actual weak person that wants to seem as the ringleader or the strongest person or one of the strongest people they know they aren't shit it was very clear that kayla was the was the winning contender of the show and that's why spoiler alert skip ahead like 15 seconds if you need to that is why kayla ended up being one of the only people eliminated from the show because she was too like almost like too perfect right flaws and all she was she was way too good and they just needed to get they got rid of her the men though interestingly men as well and i saw this on a video it's like a tiktok men as well 
almost can't can a lot of men cannot handle girls that are really 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 attractive they don't know what to do so either they won't even go towards you which is how a lot of pretty girls end up feeling ugly and it's so sad because they're like why don't any guys like me and it's like yo not that they don't like you but like they don't know what to do with you because it's it almost brings up some like mommy issues and wounds and shit and there's they become jealous and they don't know that they're jealous so they don't know why they're jealous but they're jealous as men straight men right so they become jealous and they also almost become intimidated That's why you see a lot of like the supermodels, especially like if we're going back to Victoria's Secret, interesting that this keeps coming up. A lot of those models, they all kind of get married to a specific type of guy and not even in a bad way. But you would think, oh, like the bodybuilding hunk would be like their husband. Typically not because guys like that can't handle anyone being prettier than they are. And they know they'll never be able to match up to a woman that that gorgeous. And they feel like they need to match up with a woman that gorgeous. And they know they'll never be able to. So they typically end up... These models end up being with guys that are... Conventionally... Somewhat less... Seen as less attractive. Right? They don't look like um like 2011 Hollister models, you know? and Baywatch shit they don't look like that they'll end up with these guys that are typically conventionally less attractive but self esteem and security personal self security is through the charts so these men aren't jealous they're not like you know so none of the men on the show even wanted Kayla and this was even before they truly realized she wasn't messy she wasn't willing to just fuck anyone that came around she wasn't going to botch the prize money this is before they even realize that about her. Almost instantly, you see it. They kind of make a step back. They kind of ignore her right away. They don't know what to do and don't know what to make of her. Because she's just there very naturally. And you can tell she's, she's, she's gorgeous. And she is the model. But you can almost tell, not that she doesn't know how pretty she is. I'm sure she's been made aware of that. Although, she did say she was bullied growing up. And if you're wondering, how could someone that pretty be bullied? That's why. This is why. You almost kind of get the gist that maybe... I don't know how to explain it. Like, she's confident, but may not even herself be in full grasp of the level that she's on. Or if she is, it it still is. She's still at a stage where it's just, like, upsetting to know that you're, like, you're just not going to be treated the same as other people. All right. So... She ends up getting eliminated from the show. Sorry, I should have... Whatever, fuck it. <laughs> she ends up getting eliminated. I mean, if you watch into the show, you can kind of see it coming. Why do I bring all of this up? I met with a, a Vedic astrologer, like, last year. Last summer. Almost this time last summer. And he was like... I have these specific placements in my chart. Rare placements that come together. And he's like, you have this one placement that makes you, like, ridiculously pretty. Or pretty to, like, an ethereal, like, moon-like, um, almost illusory extent. And he said, with that, 
he was like, it's, it's, it's great, it's cool, but like, I'm also sorry because you're going to have to deal with women that is not just jealous. You're going to meet women where like everyone and every woman in your path is like jealous, is not just jealous. It's like, they just don't fucking like you. Um, the placement was Rohini, and it was the way my Rohini was in general, let alone aspected that uh, created this di- creates this dynamic for me. It, that that's just been like set out. And he was saying, "You're you're probably gonna find that you get along better with guys, but again, we look into psychology of guys, but very specific men." And he was saying, um, "This is my astrologer Ken. Um, his website is Ken Reads. I don't know how to pronounce it. Geotis." K-E-N reads J-Y-O-T-I-S-H. Um, Vedic astrology only. Um, he was a new Western. He was saying, you're going to... It's one of those things where... And he gave me advice. Like, you're just going to have to like keep on moving along. Smile, keep it moving, and not take anything personally. And just know it has nothing to do with you. Even though they make it about you, it has nothing to do with you. They literally cannot handle it. And when the first time I moved to LA, I have met this one girl, incredible friend. And the very first thing she said to me, very, very, very first fucking thing she said to me was, you're so pretty. And when I went to Miami and I met, when I lived in Miami for a bit, like 2019, and I had this co-worker, we're still friends. Very first thing she said to me was, she stopped and she looked at me and she was like, you're so pretty. And I had spent in twenty up until twenty nineteen, especially thinking most of my life that I was ugly. Now I know I'm not ugly. <laughs> but those two girls that said that, notice how we're still friends today, because there was no fear or insecurity or jealousy. They were able to just say that shit right off the bat, like you're so pretty. Now. It's so interesting that I watched this episode because the way that episode intersects gets to the main meat and potatoes of both of these issues that I'm going to bring up or both of these Jerry Springer-esque scories that I'm going to bring up. So I'm at a point now where I'm just, I'm not, I can't find a way to, I really don't care, give a shit anymore. So like I've moved to LA, I'm not in LA right now, I'm chilling in New York, Uh, I moved to LA and i got roommates and i thought it'd be cool you know like cool experience don't have to be alone i'm fine with being alone but i thought like why not experience the city with like people really cool people (laughs) one girl so the girl that said i was so pretty was one of my roommates She left the apartment because she could not deal with the other roommate. This, the, the, the housing situation in general and where she was just wasn't where our apartment was, just wasn't it. But the, it would have at least been better or she probably would have spent longer had she not been dealing with, her la- dealing with our roommate. Now, she moves in in the fall. I technically move in in the fall, but I don't come back. I spend two days there. I leave to go do some shit in New York. I don't come back for, th- for about three more months until the new year starts. Right. So, all this time, I'm not there. Had I been there at the same time as first roommate, 
cold roommate we would have left at the same time it probably wouldn't be dealing with any of this roommate main roommate well should we give her a name we're gonna have to because there's gonna be another bitch that comes up let's call the main roommate like ashley right main roommate ashley the not kind one um very 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 weird energy my um friend that used to live with us um was saying to me like months later like yo like ashley was like mad weird anything she did anything uh, my friend would do she would want to tag along with as as like a grown woman uh if my friend would wear some clothes ashley would want to ashley would want to wear them like literally wear the same clothes and try to borrow things out of her closet and try to steal things out of her closet ashley would get upset when uh, my friend would like do things for herself ashley would get upset when again my friend would not invite her places because she actually expected to be invited every single place all the time 24 7 ashley would listen into my friend's conversations on the phone and then admit it because she would make comments about the pieces of the conversation that she had eavesdropped on ashley was just on some fake fake woke new age spiritual bullshit and i've said this before very lightly but i have a strong hypothesis that a lot of very almost like oppressive ridiculous and oppressive um people that are white that are into new age spirituality that are again like they cross boundaries and are almost very oppressive with it i think it's because a lot of them feel like they do not have a culture or connection to their culture so the spirituality becomes the culture right except their their spiritual practices and thoughts and dogmas that they don't even know the history of by wearing like big loose white t-shirts and prancing around with candles with um with crystals and incense that's the closest thing they feel to culture so that's why they just become super egotistical super rude super just fucked up and judgmental um why they judge why they judge other people who they feel are not as spiritual as if like the um grandmas and tias uh, that have been doing this shit like all their lives like but on the low not on the low like they're just normal human beings about it and they don't make like a fucking personality contest out of it as if they are like lesser in a way you know like <laughs> one second i had to take a water break right like i have a very very strong running theory that that's why you've seen new age spirituality become so like just fucked and weird and rampant over over years it's the combination of like um a lot of people that are insecure about the fact that they're white in like a weird way and uh, ashley was as well we'll get into that who feel like right well i don't have any cool culture to say so i'm just gonna adopt spirituality and spirituality is great i'm gonna make that my culture and i'm gonna fucking harass everyone with the spiritual principles i know nothing about but i'm gonna adopt and that's gonna be like my personality everything so ashley as well she would go by like this sort of fake name because she hated the fact that people would look at her and think that she was white so she would give herself this haircut that would make her look more in her mind like racially ambiguous and she 
made a sort of stage name and stage names are cool but her stage name was a play on her birth name that again would make her seem more racially ambiguous and then and like everything is like that like even her cash app goes by her stage name because she needs people to think like even in the, in the slightest or even someone that like buys her drink at the bar you cannot think i'm white and then like one i was like I was curious at first until, like, I clocked this bitch, and I was like, ooh, yeah. Like, she actually would also talk in a black scent. And you meet a lot of people, and the people, especially people that are white, are, are non-black in the LGBTQ community who um, adopt a black scent to like black accent to be to be sassy you know and i had watched this video of ashley or ashley was showing me a video of like her dog and she from like three years ago very recent and she was talking in the video to her dog because her dog was like a puppy at the time and i was like oh my god because her voice sounded like normal american girl from the south not like this weird forced fake black scent right as you can tell, this is someone that had such little self-confidence that clearly needed, wanted to contrive a whole personality and um, just make the, make a character out of themselves. Okay, so Ashley was super manipulative as well. When I was in New York for those three months, Ashley would not give my other roommate my information, my name or my information, my contact or anything um, because Ashley wanted... She, she was just fucking weird and she wanted that roommate all to herself. She was also... Or models but claims claims she is a model <laughs> also very very obsessed with the concept of with other people other people's connections so she would choose roommates that she felt like she could either play white savior with or typically this is what it was she felt like could um serve as a stepping stool for her and it never ever 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 worked because that's not how it works like energetically that's not how you get what you want and the people that are really snaky they do manage to pull it off because they have this shit down to a math and science like you can't be if you're going to be a snake like you can't be haphazard with it which is why it's very rare to find like that the, the fake woke spiritual people really rise in their quest of manipulation because they just don't know how to make it work they don't know how to execute it they just know how to be annoying so it was at the point where when i was in new york for three months my friend was like yo like when i came back i came back randomly um and ashley was not home she was like away for the week and i actually knew i was coming back but she wouldn't tell didn't give uh, my friend any warning or anything even though we shared an apartment Ashley was like, or um, my, my friend was like, yo, like, we, I genuinely, while you were away in New York for those three months, before you, um, before you, um, came back, we, a lot of us genuinely thought, like, you weren't real. And she said, even I thought, oh, oh, maybe, like, maybe you were like a temporary roommate and then you had moved out right away and Ashley was just lying like that's how severe it gotten to the point where my own roommate f the friend roommate thought I wasn't real 
right? So friend roommate moves out. Roommate number two moves in beginning of the new year. We'll call her, um, let's call her Candace, right? Ashley's the OG roommate. Candace is the second roommate. At first, things are cool between Ashley and I. And then Candace moves in. Things are also cool. We're like a cool little family. I start noticing some weird shit about Ashley. I notice like little black scent. I notice how obsessive her dog's, dog is. And a lot of people are people who have had their pets since birth. Like People that have, have adopted their pets is different. Like Especially if you adopt an old pet. If you see someone who's like, yeah, who says like, yeah, I've had this dog like all my life. And the dog is like fucking weird. The dog is always a reflection of the owner. And interestingly, as the months passed, as she got weirder and as she got more fucked, so did the dog and became very unbearable. Um, so I noticed like the weird shit with her dog. I noticed um, that she wasn't paying rent but or paying only half the rent, but we couldn't be evicted because um, I was paying my rent in full. But we could not be evicted because of... Um, the Los Angeles eviction moratorium, right? So, <sighs> it's just lie after lie after lie after lie. And then I started noticing, okay, that this person is starting to lie about me. Right, because I very, very quickly and early, early on realized that my my name was always in their mouth. So here's what had happened: um, Candace was also a model. Candace had more modeling connections than I did, and was much more established for sure. Ashley had told told uh, my friend, like, yo, I'm going to choose Candace as a roommate because she seems to have a lot of connections. She just seems to be more established. And look at what she can do. And look at where she can take me, right? It works. Candace moves in. Immediately, once Candace moves in, Ashley and Candace were a match made in heaven because Ashley kept saying she has codependency issues despite being, like, almost 30 years old. And instead of working on those issues, she found a 21-year-old to push her codependency issues onto. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, like, I, was she even 21 or was she like 19? Fuck, I don't know. I was like, yo, this girl is like young, like... she's young like she's uh, yeah so (sighs) it's so fucking much i'm trying to figure out the best way to articulate this because we're already at 40 minutes so um candace moves in ashley this is the beginning of the end pretty much what ends up occurring is that I do nothing but chill, work, mind my business. Ashley had a huge problem with that. Because what it, is, what it started to occur was that Ashley knew that she had someone that had a roommate, me, that she knew had PTSD. 
came up in conversation once. I don't even like the fact that I mentioned that. But nonetheless, she... But I I having come from much, 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 like her ex-girlfriend being a black woman she's a, one I'm fucking obsessed with she's like I don't like that you have more fame than I do shrivels her close supposedly close friend that's a black woman um, when that friend got herself a new car she sat and had a round table discussion with the other roommate Candace about how she felt like her friend was um, making a poor financial choice and I said I'm so happy for your friend. I'm sure she's doing great. And Ashley looked looked at me in the eye as if as if to say like how dare you not agree that not agree that so and so having a brand new car is threatening to my ego, right? All the things, all the things, all the things, all the things, all the things. So just just fucking issues in general. I start noticing that they do tarot all the time. Cool. Now, mind you, most... Re- Sorry, um, someone just called me. And then, like, you know, when you're recording and someone calls you, it cuts the episode off, which is fucking annoying. So, readers, tarot readers, most, if not all, pretty much do not read for themselves, ever. Because, and as um, Amrakan very greatly puts it, if you're a reader your reader cannot have any sense of yearning because it gets to the point where and this is why honestly i've only pulled cards for my for myself i don't know maybe two or three times over the past like three years because it's just like if you're using it for explorative purposes like you're using it because you want to know something great as a tarot reader i've gotten to the point where pulling my own cards does not align with me because there's nothing I want to know and it's not saying oh I know everything it's saying there's nothing I want to know however it turns out is however the fuck it turns out as well as the fact that most most of the shit in my life is my own doing so there's very rarely where I I, I don't know like, it just doesn't there's nothing I would need to really pull cards for ever you know and I have no yearning for information and typically I find that a lot of people that are obsessed with tarot like it's just because you want you're obsessed with feeling like you have answers right um but okay so and i told i told her this told both girls like you know i'm into tarot but i respect that you do it like i i don't ever say shit they just said like you know are you gonna pull cards you're gonna pull cards you're gonna pull cards i'm like yeah like i'll hang around you when you pull them but it's not something I... It's not a tool that I abuse. If you get told something once by your fucking cards and by the universe, you have to shut the fuck up and listen. There's no reason why you need to be pulling another 30 cards after that or another 30 cards that the next day and then another 30 the next day and then another 30 the next day. You're not fucking listening. And it's weird. And that, for me, is a red flag. 
even though again as readers i don't feel like readers should be pulling their own cards but which i know some of you might disagree with me on but even just for people that no intention of ever doing readings for people uh you're just you know tarot is just a part of your your practices at what point do you say enough is enough i i um pulling 50 cards pulling 50 cards in a week or in a day it's not getting me any closer to like fucking enlightenment or peace so they would like get weird about the fact that i wouldn't want to pull any cards but also another main reason why i stopped pulling cards is that i would get all all these downloads directly which made them especially 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 ashley ashley very self-conscious and very insecure be because she was used to being the like um savior-esque cool spiritual hippie um authority on like spirituality to to people that didn't know better right you know i'm someone that has studied this shit and practices it like in full so the intuition i mean the psychic ability and intuition has been from birth and if that's something you don't have like something she didn't have like cool like i'm sorry i'm done with fucking tell you so when i discovered tarot not when i discovered tarot when i came across tarot in my personal life i only i only used it for a bit just as a kind of a strengthening tool and then that was it. I stopped using it pretty much. Um, so when she learned that I had intense psychic ability, which means that also I never pull my cards out on the table. I still don't think she can even fathom the intensity that I meant. But regardless, you never tell someone at all of what you can do. But she did know that I had a lot of psychic ability. And it, like, scared the living shit out of her. Like, it made her very insecure. And then on top of that, knowing all of that and knowing, wow, this girl is, like, doesn't want to sit and do tarot with me? No, I don't. Because it's, like, degrading to me to sit with someone that's going to, like, ask the same question over and over and say, like, ask the cards, like, what do I need to change? What do I need to change? What do I need to change? And the card is cards like every time. Um, you know, stop whining like over your ex. Stop stop whining like over your ex. Stop whining like over your ex. And you still just keep fucking going. And then you want to have like a discussion about it for three hours each day instead of like working or making money. So that was another thing too. Neither of them worked. Neither of them worked. Neither of them paid rent. And if you're like, wait, at all, Nia? At all. So here I am minding my own business doing whatever like just just living life and that was so 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 triggering for them now it was mainly triggering for ashley and what ended up happening was that ashley ashley loved having people beneath her she knew that she could not do that with me so because she could not do that to or with me the and because she was so threatened by me and my own personal strength the only and the next best thing and the only thing to do instead of being a normal human being was to pit Candace against me, right? Which I didn't really care, like, all right, y'all are fucking stupid, but whatever. So Candace would be great with me in person, like alone, I should say. And then as soon as, um, you could always tell when Ashley was in her ear, in her ear, because if Ashley was in her ear, Candace would get extremely distant. 
or if Candace and Ashley walked into the walked into the apartment together because they got to a point where they would very very often for no reason besides their own, their own insecurity go places without me which I'm fine I don't need to be like buddies with my roommates but they were very like this apartment is a home and it's a family again that's a lot but very um it was it was very clicky you know and it's like all right cool like you guys are gonna like go to the coffee shop down the street and you know i'm here and like my door's opening you're not gonna say like hey you want anything hey do you want to come i see you um you know if ashley and candace were to walk into the place together candace wouldn't even look at me very 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 easily manipulated and i can't fuck with people like that because one and anyone in my night in my life needs to be 110 percent on my side like you can't be iffy about me like get the fuck away from me you fucking leech it's very dangerous two if you're that easily manipulated you're you're a liability you cannot be trusted because all it takes is someone to be in your ear for you to lose your common sense and any critical thinking i mean god like ashley would tell these ridiculous lies on my birthday my mother sent me balloons very clear that the balloons were from my mom and ashley being the psychopath she was told candace because ashley wanted to make it look like i was a problem because she wanted me to fold and be submissive to her be submissive to her which like ew no fuck but also didn't want me in the apartment at all but she didn't want me to stay because she couldn't stand me but she didn't want me to leave because that would mess up the dynamic and mess up her weird little feeling of pretending to have power and would mess up her wanting, having the hope that I would one day submit to her. So Ashley would just create these lies about me or create these lies about not just me, but herself and say, this is what I did. And this is what I did for Nia. This is what I, this is what I did for Nia today. This is what I'll do for Nia tomorrow to make herself seem like a good person, despite the fact that she would have, she could have walked past me 25 times in a day and not, not even looked in my direction. Right on my birthday i get balloons sent to my house i i got a lot of presents sent to my door and it bothered the living shit out of ashley because on ashley's birthday no one really fucked with her and my new birthdays are a very sensitive time um my birthdays typically usually suck um fucking like i they just tend to be a lot it's hard to not feel loved on your birthday um but i with ashley you began to notice that like all of her isolation was like it was all self-imposed right everything she was dealing with it was all self-imposed so you could tell she felt like some type of way for it but she also chose to not go out on her birthday despite the fact that she could have because she felt it was more spiritual to like stay inside and meditate on her birthday instead of like like i don't know jesus christ balloons are at my door they're inside the apartment um candace had brought them inside ashley conveniently was out because ashley i think ashley did not ashley did not want to um ashley didn't want to be inside for when i found the balloons it's so fucking weird and petty so candace is like um hey you got some balloons um ashley got you those and i'm like huh no because i knew my mother had called and said like oh did you get the balloons i sent so as soon as ashley walks into the walks into the apartment 
um and candace is there too i call my mom on speakerphone i'm like hey mom thanks for the gift did you send the balloons my mom's like yeah yeah i sent the balloons did you like them you got you got them right you got all eight and then i count them one two three four five six seven eight yes i did get the eight balloons like yeah you stupid bitch like why would you say that you got me balloons that my mother got me like do you understand the level of like psychopathy in that they were from my mom like as if like i was just gonna believe and i wasn't gonna find out for ashley to really be like ashley to tell candace yo tell nia that the balloons at the doorstep that say happy birthday nia love mom tell her that i got her those she'll never know like actually insane so i start dating someone and i think ashley had thought that uh you know in her jealousy she was hoping that i would be mistreated and what ended up happening was that the person that i started dating was amazing and that is truly when i want to say like ashley had just um really stopped speaking to me that's all it took all it took to hear that the date went well and the next date went well and the next date went well and i was being taken out to, to dinner each week and like all the thing yep all of this is to say it just went on and on and on and they would like not pay bills and they would come home super high and make a mess i'm talking like a mess mess like food out on the counter all day not doing the dishes but it's cool because they're buddies um you know they had a little chore chart i'm too old to fill out a chore chart the chart was like you put your initial every time you do a chore i'm too fucking old sorry or if i'm not in the apartment for a day because i was busy at, like, with whatever like i what so out of spite my last like three months there because i was doing all of the work i was doing all the dishes all the trash so i just fucking stopped i would only do my part and i wouldn't put it on the short chart sure so have fun figuring out who did what now in your weirdness like like as if this is kindergarten but ashley, ashley loved that shit like she loved the feeling of control so with every little thing I did, whether it was me starting to date someone, me modeling, because when I, she, she knew I hadn't modeled before when I came to LA, only like Instagram shit. So when, um, so when I had my first photo shoot and it looked amazing and not like those bitches who were like, yeah, look, I'm going to start modeling and they find the worst photographer on the planet and they don't know how to pose i'm super analytical and i work like ai i just i watch the other models and i learn and ingest and learn and ingest and learn and ingest and download it and and integrate and and just do it myself so at my first photo shoot first time ever in front of a camera on a set with other models for um clothing brand for their campaign and editorials i fucking murked it like i killed it she was upset I was excited in my naivety. Um, like, hey, like these are these are the pictures from my first photo shoot. No, you asked about them. That's how they came out. Ignored it. Only mentioned it when she had to, like the next day later in person, right? When I came to LA, my work situation was kind of fucked up, and I started my own business, and it took off right away. She quit her own job because she felt like she was going needed to manifest better abundance. And I realized 
I had become, I was seen as the threat. Because my friend had said, when we, her and Ashley, had both seen you that first day in the apartment, all I could think about was how pretty you were. And in private, Ashley said that she agreed. Now, you don't think, given everything I've told you, that's enough to drive someone insane. The spiritual fanaticism gets weirder and crazier. I mean, she's writing manifestations with markers and refusing to pay rent crying because she can't afford money neither not can't afford money can't afford um any bills neither of them can because they both quit their jobs um going to big celebrity events but not inviting me out to the events not like i'd want to go very like mooching for connections and let me tell you it's very sus when like you just have to be mindful of the people you're, you're trying to fucking connect with because this bitch is like I'm so spiritual I'm so spiritual I, I, I'm so discerning and you're naming people celebrities that to the public as a pu- public eye we know they're they're like practically terrorists like they're terrible so if you can imagine that's what we know in the public you imagine in private but that's cool right like you're look at these circles that you're in and look at these spaces that you're in and you're manifesting all these things type of bitches that would be like free you know like let's get free dinner here free dinner there this connect that connect that connect and i think this girl one candace had gotten to the point where she would almost take offense when you wouldn't wait for her connects so for example we had an issue with water in the apartment they would want us to go down the block to get these made massive water canisters but um i think it was like five gallons but instead of us just getting a water filter for like 30 bucks um can't Ashley in her um you know self-victimization claim that she had an injury and I'm I'm telling you like from my accident my car accident my injuries are much worse but still fucking managed said she had an injury need water but just could simply could not bear to carry the water up the steps all right so you you woman up and you either get a water filter or you get like a Brita or you get bottled water she would hold off and wait and just not get water and wait until someone else would do it and she wouldn't drink because she was afraid of the tap water so she just wouldn't drink any water that level of insanity but yeah so we had all of that going on and or, or like with with the water candace was like don't worry you guys i have a kangen water connect okay she said that like six months ago there's still they still don't have that filtered water in the apartment but it turned out she was one of those people very young naive or 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 you can be young and not naive but very naive in in spirit where every person you meet you you preemptively jump and see them as they connect so everyone around you is just supposed to wait right wait for it to make sense like wait for your connect to roll around so i was supposed to wait for like your water connect to come through and randomly give you some like seven thousand dollar water machine for no reason you know like fucking insanity so we get to this point where they are full on clickish 
Ashley would not speak to me, period, period, period. She would wait for me to close my door before she would exit. She would hole up. Could, she would convince Candace that there was something wrong with me. So she would hold, they would hole up in Ashley's room. So again, they're not working. They're not employed. So, right. So they just had the time to do that shit. Um, things slightly came to a head when they called. Ashley called a meeting, a preemptive uh, meeting. A group meeting. I'm fucking listening to Tupac in my room. I look great. Just came from, just came from the hair salon. Have have an appointment later. <laughs> Mail appointment later. Hair's blown out. I look amazing. I'm sitting there with my blown out blonde Farrah fucking faucet hair, and they're like just talking, and it's going right through me. Like it's just like blank, like like clear, nothing. So Ashley wanted to. I see the game, right? Because now Ashley wants to really make herself look like, look like a victor for this girl that I'm pretty sure she would fuck and marry if she could. For Candace, right? right? So she sat down, sat all three of us down at a table and listed off a, th- a list of things that I had done wrong. I had never done a single thing on the list. They were only things Ashley had done. But Ashley was insane, and Candace will believe anything Ashley, t- Ashley tells her. One being like, you know, anytime you leave your, ro- anytime I leave my room, I notice that you wait for me to close my door before you come out. Mind you, and I have the text to prove this. I'm not hiding in my own fucking apartment. I have the text where I text, I've texted my best friend and said, "Yo, this bitch is really hiding from me in our apartment because she's afraid of confrontation." So I'm just gonna spend all day out in the living room on my my day off. All day out, spend as long as I can out in the living room just to see how long she can go in that room without food, water, or the bathroom. Very fucking long, right? You know, I. she said, like, you know, I noticed that the, the counters aren't really always clean. I always clean after I eat. Plus, I was always at a man's house, so half the time I wasn't really in, in the apartment. But I always cleaned after I eat. But you know who doesn't? Those two. It just went on and on and on. I keep quiet. I'm like, not everything's great. I dip out of the apartment like three weeks later. There was a loophole in the lease. I was able to break the lease. They were furious. So I'm drunk in Mexico. I'm I'm drunk in Mexico, beginning of July. They send me a text message. I still haven't fucking answered it. It's been about a month. Uh, three and a half three three and a half weeks i'm drunk in mexico they sent me a whole text message saying that my room was not clean before i left bullshit and i regret forgetting and not fucking taking pictures because the room was spotless i deep cleaned the shit on my hands and knees from the vac full on wiping everything down vacuum mop vacuum again mop the shit again wipe it wipe and then wipe again and then wipe a third time over and over and over and over and over everything was spotless near your room isn't clean and it's such an issue that we had to get we had to um deep clean it ourselves one if the room was such an issue why would you wait this was a week after i had left that they texted me why would you wait a whole week to tell me and not say it right away because if you told me right away i would have like i, I would have sent like paid a cleaning crew or some shit like like a fucking task rabbit to um go and clean the room for like 20 bucks it was such an issue right but you had to wait a week 
mind you, this whole week while I'm in while I'm away in Mexico, I've already moved my stuff out of the apartment. They are obsessively watching my stories to the point where, and I noticed this before I had left too, to the point where I texted my best friend and I was like, I think they have post notifications on for me, post and story notifications. Won't like my posts, but will make sure they are the first to watch my stories. Like fans, fans, fan behavior. So I know this is um, Ashley's endgame, right? Because she would always cry of her codependency issues and she found a bitch that would enable her, just Candace. She found someone to enable her codependency. She found someone that had disordered eating habits. Okay, we're going there too. And fuel her eating disorder because all the bitch ate was grilled artichokes out of a jar. I'm talking like 15 jars a week. Fifteen to twenty jars a week, right? Of just just artichokes, and then beets. That's all she would eat, right? Because she, because she was fucking terrified of food, but also, which is sad, but would make a personality trait out of a supposed personality trait out of like how healed and aligned she was, while begging someone to validate her her wanting to fast, like literal fasting, like like fucked fucked shit right she found someone that she could rip rip off of because one thing my friend had told me like yo she 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 becomes obsessed with anyone she meets because every everyone she meets has a personality and is cooler than her so she will want to take your stuff out of your closet she will want to look like you and dress like you and, and listen to what and do what you do at almost 30 years old she found someone like that and now this was her almost wanting revenge for me not seeing any kind of for me wanting nothing to do with her because about three months in i had almost completely shut her out and i just continued to well actually no i like i made my attempts right at being like a civil kind civil human being and the bitch was absolutely nuts nuts so by the last couple weeks i should say like like yo you, like you don't exist to me and i don't think people understand anyone that's ever been on the receiving end of, end of me cutting them off i don't i've never unblocked a person in my life that's clown behavior if i cut you off in any way you don't exist to me you're not even like dead to me like you you were never in my life you're like you're out of existence and from what i know it is a terrible receiving end to be on because apparently I know how to make people feel like they don't exist like no other. And it's never unprovoked. It's never mean. It's never without reason. If you're disrespectful, that's it. All right. I'm not arguing with you. You don't exist. I moved on. You're out of my spirit. You're out of my life. I'm not going to watch your post. I'm not going to follow you. I'm not gonna, You don't exist. So within the confines of that fucking tiny ass fake minimal apartment, minimalist apartment, I decided she simply did not exist because she was insane and her energy was really fucking off. And you can tell from me me leaving the apartment, she was enraged because she no longer had my attention. She hated me and she hated how pretty I was. That's all how it started. I was just pretty and came from a fucked up background but still managed to do things quicker and better and more efficiently than she could and was getting attention. And she couldn't stand it. Could not stand it. 
So it's a week after I leave the apartment. I'm still in Mexico. I know they know I'm in Mexico. They text me this long-winded text message. I don't reply. And they say it in a group chat. I don't reply. Your room was, was a mess. Ah, ah, ah. Again, it's like an actual lie. Like, it, it is a full-fledged lie. But mind you, both girls stopped working. So they were like, we're going to manifest abundance. We're going to manifest it. If modeling is for us, then the checks will come. Checks never came, but they're still trying to push modeling. All right. They became... Um, Candace was like, yo, I know some people. They can help us run scams. So they started running scams. Shitty scams that never even got them any money. I'm reading the text message and it goes from the room was a mess, which again, it wasn't. It was fucking spotless to and you never helped us with finding a new roommate. Anytime anyone has ever left the apartment, because like six different bitches have been in and out of that apartment since within a year, year and a half. And we were the and Ashley was the first one in that apartment, brand new unit because she's insane and no one else wants to live with her. Red flag. Anytime anyone's left, she's always been, because I've seen the Facebook post, she's always been the one to make the posts. She's always been the one to do a surgeon. Always. That's her thing. She's even said it herself. You know, if you ever leave, like, let me know ASAP because I have to be the one to make the posts and do the search. All right. This time, though, it was an issue because I left. Everyone else leaving, that was, that was a problem, too. But me leaving? How dare I? Despite the fact that we followed the same exact pattern. I, I, I followed her recommendation. Then the message goes on, and it's like we just feel like it was mad disrespectful, and it was just some real condescending shit. So I didn't answer because, like, if you're disrespectful to me, I'm going to hurt your feelings. And step one is to make you know that you don't exist in my mind. All of this happens. I ignore it, honestly, because I'm just like, yo, I'm drunk in a villa, a penthouse, penthouse villa in Mexico, having a great time. Fuck you, make, makes you think, like, but I think that was also the last straw as well, because it was seeing not only me leaving, but me leaving the apartment and going straight to having a blissful time with people I cared about. That infuriated them. And then that's when they were like, in their message... So we're taking a portion of your security deposit. Well, no, you're not. Because security deposits go to come direct to the roommate. And when the next roommate moves in, I would get it. Uh, uh, uh. You're not taking anything. But that's when I realized it was one of their rage-fueled scams. When you're so broke, you need even an extra... You want to try to scam someone even out of an extra, I don't know, $60, right? Because you're that broken pitiful. This is one long way of saying, I felt this very early coming very early on, like some weird shit, shit that didn't make sense, still doesn't make sense. But I felt that it was weird. I noticed that anytime I would look really, really good, I mean, I always look really good. Like anytime I would dress up like to go out, Ashley would pause what she was doing in her nosy behavior and like beg for details, beg to know where I was going. And it truly started because like our other, like my other friend said, she was like, you're pretty. And I don't think she likes that. 
And she went to the ends of the earth to try to fuck me over. Only ending up sick, weird, sick mentally, unemployed, willfully, broke, partnerless, just boring, alone, without a personality. I mean, good God, when she met Candace, Candace got a haircut and Ashley got the same haircut about two weeks later from Candace's stylist. Because she was that much a lacking personality. So what is all of this to say? Um, that was people I lived with. And when speaking with my friend, I was like, yo, like, what was the lesson that we both had to endure that brought us to the apart- that apartment with Ashley? And Candace not Candace and uh, my friend and I both agreed like you know maybe it was just like noticing red flags and leaving leaving as soon as the red as soon as you see the red flags and not waiting not waiting to be um to have further explanation or have it proven to you because I and it was really a trust of faith right because you have to trust like yo it doesn't make sense right now but I need to get out I knew about a couple weeks in, like, oh, something's off. But I had no real grounds to feel that way. However, forgetting intuition's key. You don't need grounds. You don't need grounds and means with intuition. You just know it. You just know it. And I just kind of went on living life. And then, unfortunately, things built up to the point where it, it it's ended on a and and in her text message just to double back in their text message ashley had said you know so sorry it had to end this way and i'm thinking what's ending right but that's something that someone says when they've had this planned out for a while but okay anyway living with full snakes weird codependent i don't even feel like i really don't even feel like i I articulated the weird shit i went through good god like i would work from home and they knew i'd work from home on video chat and the walls were super thin so they would have these loud obnoxious fucking terrible conversations right within earshot where my clients my preschool fucking students could hear and then blast loud music at like noon on a weekday knowing i was working and they weren't working because they were unemployed the weird levels of sabotage the god all right one more one more story and i'm gonna end this episode here and part two is gonna be in the next episode i really didn't intend for this to be so long it was towards the end of um like the beginning of the end or the middle of the end i should say and um i had gone on vacation like a trip like every month honestly and uh Ashley was very jealous of that, so she booked herself some weird hippie trip to Colorado to meet with some sister-wife type guy that... It, it was weird. It was fucking weird. So, my doors open. They're talking in the hallway, and they're like... The two of them, they're like, you know, okay, so Ashley's like my... I, 
my dog is here. Um, can you take care of my dog? She only asks Candace, not me. That's right. My energy's not right, right? As soon as I leave, as soon as um, Ashley leaves that night, a text from Candace. Hey, love, can you um, let let the dog out next morning? Hey, love, I'm gonna and Ash and Candace swore up and down to Ashley. Yo, I'm I'm not I'm gonna be home the next like two days. We'll have the neighbor we'll have the neighbor take care of the dog the last day, but for the first two days out of your or first three days out of your four day trip, I will be home for the dog. Got you. Next morning, Candace not home. Hey love, um I got tied up with something important. I, I had to handle a few things. What, like you're you're sucking dick at an all white party? as as the only like like twenty year old in a group of like 30 year old wannabe celebrities out of in, in someone's villa that you don't know doing coke that's literally what you got tied up with hey love i got tied up told you this wasn't gonna be nice can you um let the dog out and, and feed him four hours later hey um i'm still not home i i'm taking care of a few more things can you help with this with the dog so you agreed with this bitch to take care of her pet and you just don't do it, but you also assume that I'm just going to be home for you? So I was like, no. And she kept trying. And I got to the point where I was like, wow, she's actually insane. And she kept trying over the span of three days. Can you do this for the dog? Can you do that for the dog? Just would not want to come home. Because she would go on these three, four-day party benders. Right? Absolutely fucking ridiculous. very last day the so i'm pretty much sick and tired of the bitch because it just it, it just feels like a sick joke like you offer all these things you you don't really want to speak to me but then you really want to have you want to interrupt my day four times a fucking day like who even acts that much four times a day to help take care of the dog that's not my dog right last day i'm out doing whatever um again she hasn't been home in days and she's like hey can you take care of the dog can you go get the dog take care of him whatever i have to i'm still out and then i'm gonna go pick up ashley from the airport so you have the time right to schedule out of your busy incredible unemployed schedule to go pick up ashley from the airport you can do that but any of the actual duties that you needed to do, you're gonna, you, you put on me. So she comes back home early before she gets Ashley. I'm with the dog. Because I didn't answer her. I didn't answer so she didn't know whether or not I had the dog. And what, when, whether or not I had gotten the dog back from the neighbor's house. She's dressed in all white. Never wears white. She's dressed in all white. All white party attire. After not being home for three days, not doing her shit for three days, after pestering the fuck out of me for three days, after me, like, ignoring her for three days, and walks into my room, is incredibly like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh, I miss you so much, puppy, to the dog, and I look at the bitch, I don't say a word, and she's like, oh, um, really uncomfortable, I'm sorry, um, again, she's wearing all white, because she clearly came from an all white party, texting me, I had some important shit to take care of, one, I'm not an idiot. I knew from the jump, like, she was just being stupid. It was more so just, like, the general audacity. 
like at least go straight to your room and change and try to pretend like you weren't being a jackass but so she's like oh i'm sorry um i didn't mean to bother you and i was like i gotta be up early in the morning only thing i said and she very uncomfortably walks out and then she kind of comes to my door and she's like how have you been has has this retrograde been hard for you i'm like no i've been chilling like i said before in another episode retrogrades if every retrograde is a struggle for you or every mercury retrograde is a struggle for you it's because you have shit you need to deal with so like if you fucking address it it won't be as hard i'm like no it's been great don't like don't use the stars to make try to make conversation with me just because a planet's kicking your ass doesn't mean it's kicking mine And then she goes, oh, well, um, I'm going back out because I'm going to uh, Drake's house. All right, bitch. And I don't care about names or dropping names, especially if you drop names with people I have no interest in seeing. But even then, it's like the way a lot of these celebrity parties work, the, the, the celebrity is not actually even home most of the time. Or if they are home, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. You, you can't bring your phone you don't can't even get within inches near them it's like it's fucking weird that being said names don't move startle me so i don't know what she thought like seeing me like 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 oh, okay so you didn't tend to any of your responsibilities you don't pay rent now you're supposedly going to drake's house tonight like what is that supposed to mean to me why should i give a fuck like bro you could tell me you don't want to like princess queen elizabeth's house the, the fucking queen's palace i don't care <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to me because y'all y'all will just walk into and waltz into anyone's house big or small shack or mansion and want to start crying when some weird shit happens or some such shit happens or you're treated poorly or this happens or god knows what happens yeah get out of other people's houses why are you in the homes of people you don't know hood rules like we don't do house parties and shit i don't care whose it is you don't know whose house it is you don't know who the fuck is in it you don't know what what's in the drinks like you don't know anything that's good god like that's not it's not the flex you think it is and again like the name dropping shit is very like young socialite in la because anyone with common sense in la like and just in general we don't give a fuck it's the people that bounce around from celebrity party to celebrity party to celebrity party those are the ones that have the least money least connections but they get to say that they got in somewhere right so i look at the bitch and i ignore her and she just walks away and you can tell she's visibly like stunned at the cold shoulder but it's just like could go. reminds me of that spongebob episode where squidward didn't want to work and then spongebob like loses his shit like that's what it felt like <sighs> so yeah they say in like psychology and like survivalism and like anthropology all the things weakest links will gang up on the strongest links they don't want anyone to know that they're the actual weakest link weakest link when you are as i've been told very 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 attractive it can almost be unsettling to people and then when you're quiet and just have your your head on tight head on right it can literally cause some people to lose their mind with every inch and ounce of life i gained that was another um dial up on the thermometer 
that Ashley would boil. And Candace was more than happy to jump into that. And you can't live in a, you can't live in that kind of energy. You can't live. You should never be around people that are evil eyeing you, but you cannot be around people that are fucking evil eyeing you. And it was so interesting because I, last thing, there was one day where I, and I still have my story on my highlights where I made a post about manifestation and the real reasons why you can and can't manifest. And I, first thing I said was like, you can make all the pretty little notes and, and dance around the candles you want. You don't deal with your shit and grow up. You're not going to be able to manifest. A couple hours later, totally unhinged. Ashley uh, makes a post in her story. So I followed the bitch after this. Cause it's just weird. I don't play games. Makes a post in her story. With um, rainbow markers and loose leaf paper with her written manifestations and, and, and affirmations out. Like, babe, I don't know what you're trying to prove, but you can write in rainbow marker that you're that you deserve abundance all you want. You're turning down job offers and refusing to work and meditating under the moonlight. Who's actually going to get the abundance first? Probably not you. But full on, just it, it just became very, very unhinged. Right? Extremely unhinged and a, a level of unhinged you do not ever want to be around and the very last day I was in, day before I was in the apartment she looked up at me and just blurted out have a great day but there was something so like insi- insidious behind it and her eyes were like almost weirdly bloodshot but she wasn't high I just remember like she looked so off and I told my best friend like because about two, a couple weeks before her dog had the same look in this fucking eye like just unhinged and i told my best friend like yo like i'm so glad i'm getting out of the apartment tomorrow because look in her eyes she's one up to some dark shit too like she's really 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 off really 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 off but i think the other roommate coming in candace it was like the beginning of the end like they made a perfectly it'll match in heaven you know and i wish you can literally just be living and there are people that will hate your fucking guts for it like you can just be be pretty and chilling and minding your own business i didn't even say a word because i don't talk a lot believe it or not in person you get like everyone knows in person like i don't really say i don't really fucking say much at all and they still pretty much hated my guts i'm gonna end this here come back and record part two part two my loves is all about messy relationship drama and that one's gonna be some fun shit but yeah trust your intuition because i knew um i felt it very early on again like i said i had no but i didn't know what to connect it to and i still don't quite know but like which i think i got off track with like my friend had said like maybe the lesson was just knowing because I'm always the first to hop out, but this was a new situation for me in, in terms of needing to hop out. I'd never needed to hop out, exit, or sort myself in like a living situation with roommates like that. My other situations with roommates, they were just like they were what they were. It was like whatever. I had never dealt with this. This kind of like fucking mental weird warfare at home. Well, with roommates. <laughs> I've, I've dealt with it at home in other ways. 
and she said like yeah maybe our lesson was we knew the bitch was off from the beginning but she was very 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 charming and manipulative and she couldn't manipulate me and she couldn't manipulate us so her thing was to manipulate the situations around us until we eventually just lost our shit and we're like we're never speaking to you again right because she looks nice to the eye but was very weird fucked heart on the inside that's um people see through it eventually because niceness is performative all right love you i will be back